0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. let's for to
1: record, we got a Sun in Phoenix too. 52 to...
0: and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello. This week on the show, we'll give a little health update. We've uh, taken the last couple weeks off, so a lot of things have changed on the injury report. Then we'll talk about some standouts over that period of time, as well as uh, one of the new guys on the roster, then after that we will take a quick look into this big road trip coming up. 5 games on the road in the next 10 days.
1: Shoutouts are in order for our bet question from last week. We were get or I guess it wasn't last week. This was a few weeks ago now. From Christmas Day, I should say. We were trying to guess how many points the Suns would score in the Christmas Day game against the Warriors. The team scored 107 points. So shout out to evangelists on Twitter. He said 108. So very, very close. That's pretty impressive. Between the two of us, I was closer. I said 115, and you went just above that at 117. So I was closer. You now lead the season series 5 to 4. So Ooh. I'm really creeping up.
0: It's getting close. And I mistakenly told my father-in-law that he won. He guessed 104, so he technically didn't win. He was pretty pretty close, though, so uh, he'll have to keep shooting me texts with his uh, his guesses.
1: Yes, yes, he can definitely do that. But still, shout out to him. But, yeah, shout out at Comic Evangelist. Uh, for our back question, you can let us know what your answer is here or on Twitter. And whoever is closest will get a shout out on next week's episode.
0: All right, we'll start things off with a health update. First thing on the docket, Aiton, Crowder, and McGee all back. Uh, We saw them last game against the Heat. They played some pretty sparing minutes, especially McGee. But it's just uh, nice to get those guys back after missing them for so long.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive what we were able to do without them. But I'm happy to have them back. And they're just getting back into the groove, getting back into the flow. It was a little bit disjointed in this heat game. Plus Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero were just ridiculous. Yeah. And that's not going to happen all that often. I mean, they're both good shooters, but it was ridiculous what happened. So not super upset at that game that happens sometimes, but good for Ayton and Crowder and McGee to get their feet back under them and I was even excited the game before
0: that they were, they had cleared the protocols and everything, but they were uh, just reconditioning at this point, but they were on the bench for one of those games. And it was just so, so good to see him back with the guys and like Aiton, especially he looked excited. He looked like he was ready to get back on the court. So, yeah, and obviously that's two of our starters and JaVale McGee, who I I don't know, I'll, I'll make a, I'll start the platform for JaVale for sixth man and most improved this year. But (laughs) over Cam Johnson. Yep. Yep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I just, it's really good to have those guys back. And, you know, hopefully within the next couple games, everybody just regains that chemistry and we get back on that pace that we were.
1: Yeah. And luckily I know it's a road trip but we're going to be facing some not-so-great teams. The Raptors are okay. They're decent. They have a winning record. The Pistons, not very good. The Pacers, not very good. The Spurs, not very good. So we'll be okay.
0: Right. Should be some winnable games this week on the road for sure. But starting with that, this Raptors game, we just got the news that Cam Johnson will be out for this one with a sprained ankle. And in the... I think it was the last minute of the game is when this injury happened. And this was in a blowout against the the Heat. Uh, A lot of people were questioning why he was in there, why we had our guys in that late and into the game. So that's tough to see. But, I mean, this could be just a quick one or two games that he misses. Sprained ankles, they they happen all the time.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's not very long because he's been on fire. But we'll get to that a little later. And
0: then some other news for this game. Shammett is back out of the protocol, and he'll be probable to play in this game. But then we're without two more guys. Uh, Ish Wainwright out in protocol, and Justin Jackson is not with the team for this trip so far. So maybe that means he's not coming back for the next 10-day contract. I'm not sure, but we're going to be a little thin for this Raptors game.
1: Yeah, we will. And... I'm just interested, too, going into Canada and coming back. That's going to be a little little bit odd. I know their COVID protocols are a little bit different. For instance, they won't have any fans in attendance. So that's going to be weird to go back to that. And Yeah, I just hope we don't have any issues with international travel.
0: I wonder if that's why Jackson's missing. I don't want to speculate or anything, but uh, maybe he'd have troubles... Getting through the airport or what have yeah, you at that point? I don't, know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, And then one more injury news update. Frank Kaminsky recently had surgery on his right knee. That was last Thursday. And then he'll be re-evaluated in eight weeks. So that'll be early March where we'll possibly be hearing more about Frank the Tank.
1: Yeah. I hope that's all successful. He was having such a great year, and then all of a sudden he has that stress reaction. It would be so nice to get him back, especially now that Aiton has been at an all-star level. JaVale McGee has been just the best backup center we could ask for. Jalen Smith is playing actual meaningful minutes. To add Frank Kaminsky into that mix, to have a little bit of flexibility, and not to have him play because we're desperate, would be so nice
0: i know our our big man depth right now is at a insane level and even add in dario who could possibly be back for the playoffs if he has a you know if everything goes perfect for him i suppose we can see him back at that point but Mm -hmm. man that's a lot of bigs that we can throw out there and yeah, that that is what lost us the finals last year, a lot of people would say. Uh, yeah. getting out rebounded and just out bigged. And no one's really going to be able to stop Giannis, but still having McGee who can be down there patrolling the paint. Or now we got Biombo too. I mean, yeah. there's there's so many guys that we can just throw in there to, you know, maybe try to stop something like that from happening again.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. And I mean, Jalen Smith, he had a block. I forget who he blocked exactly, but he had a block that the sons posted on Instagram. It, I mean, it was zoomed in and it's just unbelievable how strong Jalen Smith is just the, the definition on his muscles. And I was showing my wife the picture and she's like, Whoa, he's really strong. And I was like, yeah, And he sucks. Like, he doesn't (laughs) suck. He doesn't suck. I was just being funny. But I'm like, that just goes to show. The end of the bench guy in the NBA. That's what he looks like. Like, Jalen Smith is amazingly, like, athletic and so strong. So, yeah, I mean, I think, say we had a rematch with the Bucks, I would like our chances a lot more this year now that we're we just have a lot more of that ability at the, the center position.
0: Yeah, 100%. And like when you're talking about Jalen Smith blocks, I thought of the one that, one, he blocked with his elbow. He was oh, so yeah. prepared and in place to block. Like, he got up way too high to block the shot. The other one was the Miles Bridges dunk attempt.
1: I, yeah, that's the one that they posted on
0: Instagram. There we yes, go, that's Yeah. I- I mean, he's had some huge plays, and the dunk over, uh, it was a Plumlee in that Hornets game. Man, he he really can get up, and I'm glad that we're still giving him shots. Uh, We put him in at power forward against the Heat. It didn't last long.
1: No, it was not good.
0: (laughs) But we're... uh, We're we're trying to find minutes for him is what that shows me. So that that's something to keep an eye out for.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. And if we're on the topic of blocks, I know this is not Suns related, but man, that John Morant block where he got up and hit his shoulder on the backboard and just grabbed the ball. I don't think I've ever seen anything like
0: that. No, that just it didn't make sense. And I was like that. That was a goaltend. That had to have been a goaltend. And I, whoever put up that layup, uh, he wanted a goaltend there too. But man, it was insane. I love when you can see guys just timing the chase down block. And he did it so perfectly. And not a lot of guys can block that shot, especially six foot three guys. Right. Man, he's uh, something else And he got us with the buzzer beater you know, A week he or did. two ago so. He
1: traveled, Eddie Johnson has let us all know In every single broadcast since yep. traveled. Yep. He traveled <laughs> Which I agree But yeah, I mean It's been pretty sweet to watch Jaw play this year He's been really good
0: uh, And he's he's willing that Grizzlies team To a lot of wins too And yeah. they have a decent record on the year So They do, yeah Man, all right. the The playoffs are going to be fun this year. I can, oh, I can tell you. That. I
1: can't wait. I mean, we're almost halfway through the season,
0: basically. Right. Yeah. I think we're, I think some teams did hit the forty one game mark today. I think we're
1: okay.
0: we're a couple behind that, but yeah, yeah, we're almost there. All right, let's move it along. We'll talk about the standouts from the last couple of weeks and uh, the new guy, Bismack Biombo. We'll talk about him a little bit too, but. If we're talking about standouts, we obviously have to start with Cam Johnson. Uh, with the absence of Jay Crowder, he's been getting a few extra minutes here and there, but uh, seeing him in the starting lineup and putting up these kind of numbers has to give you some hope for the future with the Suns roster, assuming that we're able to keep this guy around. I mean, he's he's doing everything that you could possibly want out of a stretch four, and that's in our starting lineup lately. And it, it it was very successful. I mean, in the last 10 games, Cam Johnson, 16.8 points, 5.7 rebounds on fi- almost 54-50-90 shooting. So that's almost 54 field goal percentage. And then a dead set 50% from downtown, 90% from the line. And that's a 10-game uh, cut there. That's not two or three games that's uh the last 10 he has been red hot
1: yeah it's been awesome and everyone's so happy for him because you know he's the nicest guy in the world his three-point shooting is just unreal and he's hitting them from all over the wings the corners maybe not a ton from the top of the key but yeah, and then you have to respect him out there so much that he gives that little pump fake and he wants to get to the rim. He wants to expand his game a lot more. And yeah, he's getting the shot now. I just wish he would start. I really think that we need to start him over Jay Crowder.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be the debate now and it'll you know, we'll have to see how the team looks when we get back in the into the flow of games after we're all healthy here again, well, almost healthy again. so yeah, that that will be a good discussion to have. i I don't know if I want to have it right now to yeah. be honest because, uh, Jay brings so many things, he just does. like cam, the bench needs that steady score who does more than just shoot threes, and that's all that Jay can do. so, yeah, I I don't know. I, I kind of like how they fit, but does it really matter if he's in the starting lineup? It it matters who closes the game, who true. plays who plays together throughout the game. I mean, I wanna see I wanna see more Cam Johnson with Booker and Paul on the court, and I'm not yeah. sure. I know they play plenty of minutes together, but you know, when campaign Payne comes in, it's a different style of basketball out there. When yeah, he's running the point, and then yeah, yeah, you're the the chief complainer the of campaign. I know, man. I'm the hater. <laughs> and I, I think I saw this somewhere else, but you can get so frustrated with campaign, but he always makes up for it. It
1: seems like he does. It's true. And usually when I text you and say campaign sucks, he scores fifteen points in a row, and I go okay, never mind. Yep.
0: And <laughs> normally like you'll you'll say it. I'll be like, yeah, that was a tough stretch. And then I'll wait until he gets a bucket until I reply to you. (laughs) Like, see, you just gotta be patient, Mitch.
1: And it's inevitable. And I always have to remember he's the backup point guard. It's good to have that change of pace. Like sure. He's going too fast a lot of the time, but it's the exact opposite of Chris Paul. And that keeps other teams on their toes and he's going to have big games here and there from it. And Yeah, it's just a little bit frustrating to watch him play sometimes.
0: I hear you. Back to the other Cam, though, Cam Johnson. Something in the stat sheet that sticks out quite a bit. He's attempting over 10 shots per game a lot um, compared to the beginning of the year and even last year. So it looks like he's getting a little more confident or he's just been nudged enough by his teammates to say, hey, shoot the ball, man. We we want you to shoot it. I, and then you you look around the league and like if you go on reddit or whatever there's so many people that say and not not just Suns fans basketball fans they say whenever cam shoots it it's going in like you think yeah. it's going in it, it's so pure very and pure it, it's uh it's all coming together now and man i like do we think that cam johnson is reaching his peak this season or do you think there's more to come
1: i think there's more to come because he's making a name for himself as an elite three-point shooter and once that happens he's going to get even more opportunities to take other shots he'll get so much respect on the three-point line that he'll be able to get to the rim a little bit more and he's got a little bit of that mid-range game I don't think he's going to be a great facilitator or anything like that. I think the the wing role is his spot. I think he can get a little bit better on defense, too. He already has improved as he continues to get stronger, and he embraces that stretch four role. So I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet, but he's getting closer.
0: Right. I, I'm waiting for the next step in defense. And, yeah. he's yeah, he's a solid defender already, but... Him and Bridges out on the court together are two guys that can guard. Uh, I Do I want to say it? One through four? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Cam Johnson moves pretty pretty nice for a six-foot-eight guy. He's pretty light on his feet, pretty quick. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, let's say Mikhail can stick to guarding the point guards, and then Cam can guard two through four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree so, with that.
0: I, I, like, I just like that aspect of our, our, our team going forward, or guys who can guard multiple positions, and then, I mean, look what they both can do on offense. Mikhail's been kind of standing out, too, as a scorer.
1: Yeah. The other thing with Cam that's really cool is the new franchise record for most consecutive games, making two or more threes. Right. And he's done it 22 games in a row.
0: Man. And that leads the league right now, too. I think he just uh, – I think Curry dropped off that or – I could be wrong. He's he's up near the top, though, for sure, with that streak.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: It is great. I I'm so happy to – you know, I'm glad we picked up his team option for next year.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> because that's – I mean, right now, that's going to – not right now, but eventually that's going to be the really interesting part. How are we going to keep this core around? I mean, we have guys we're going to have to pay between Bridges and Cam Johnson and DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker is sneaking up in there pretty soon. So yeah, yeah, we're I I really am not getting my hopes up. Like one of those guys I just named won't be on the team probably.
0: Yep, that means we got to win a championship this year. Yeah,
1: we need to do it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, um one other cool thing from the last couple of weeks. Uh, Chris Paul triple double nice to see. He was kind of just uh hunting for rebounds and not he, he wasn't like uh, leaving his position as a like on the court trying to stop a fast break or anything but the guy was getting rebounds and that's uh that was good to see, I suppose. We do rely on Aiton and McGee a lot. To grab the majority of our rebounds, so I mean, if if our point guard and the shortest guy on the court nine out of ten games is going to be grabbing double digit rebounds, we'll take it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, this was nice. Plus, I have Chris <laughs> Paul on my fantasy team, so oh, just a little
0: nice. a little extra on top there. Then you're used yep. to the double double with points and assists. But assists, yeah. Add those
1: ten plus boards too. Why not? Plus, he had I think he had sixteen or eighteen assists in a game. It, in the stretch since we last recorded. I mean, it's just Chris Paul doing Chris Paul things.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, the new addition, Bismack Biambo. Uh This was just such a cool story. And yes, it was. He came in and filled our need perfectly while we needed him. And he did it so well that we said, hey, stick around for the rest of the season. And are you aware of his story about why he was sitting out of the league at all?
1: His dad, right?
0: Right. So his dad passed away and he had a really close connection with his dad, like a lot of people do. And they talked before and after every basketball game. And then since he passed away, uh, he wasn't, he just wasn't ready to go hop back into the league and knew that he wanted to come back, but it'd have to be in the right situation. And, when the Suns came calling, he thought that was the right one. So uh, really cool to just see it work out the way it did right away. And then uh, paying him out for the rest of the season, keeping him around is uh, an extra big.
1: Yeah, that was a nice move. And he just seems like a really well-liked guy around the league even. Right. So just another good guy to have on our team. And he's been playing. I mean, he's been filling that role so well. He's done everything we expected and more. He had a couple pretty big games with Aiton and McGee out, so.
0: And, like, some of his blocks and his dunks, similar to sticks.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. Just, uh, you know, Aiton doesn't always do stuff like that. So it's nice when we, you know, Javale is more in that kind of a build, I suppose, so. I don't know. I I like when the big man comes in like that and just uh, lets himself be known instantly through physicality. And that's what Biombo does.
1: And he just knows Chris Paul is the one (laughs) getting him the ball a lot of the time. And if you roll to the rim, you're going to get rewarded.
0: (laughs) Yes. Be ready and Chris will feed you. I mean, we've made that very obvious with JaVale and Sticks, and now Biombo and Aiton throughout the last couple of years. I mean... Chris Paul can make those centers some money. That That is the truth.
1: That's absolutely right.
0: And, oh, yeah, the guys are already calling him busy. And, <laughs> uh, like, I, I was thinking about this, how when you're bringing in a guy like that, who better on your roster to go to and ask but Chris Paul? Like, yeah. if Chris hasn't played with the guy before, he's probably played 50 – games against them or more you know like yeah he's read about him in the scouting report i that that's probably just a nice uh outlet to have for the front office and i i hope they do that you you got to assume they reach out to like chris and d book and say hey i would think so yeah i i think so but yeah Biombo uh on the roster for the rest of the season and you know, hopefully we don't have to see a ton of Biombo unless it's the last few minutes of the game because that, if we're seeing a ton of him, it probably means someone else got hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we don't see him a lot, but yeah, he's he, he totally helped us out and I'm glad we're keeping him around. Right
0: on. Okay, let's do some game previews. Next week here, we'll talk about four of the five games of this big road trip. We'll start things off with Today's game against the Raptors, who are currently 20-17. and
1: This is the only one of this road trip, really, that worries me. The Raptors are a decent team, and going to Toronto is going to be a little odd. Like I said, it's nice that there won't be fans for us. That is a little bit of an advantage. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be our toughest game, especially coming off that Heat game. Hopefully we can come out and be... Ready to go and excited and put that behind us, but I that Heat game was pretty. I don't know. It, it uh, it just kind of was a downer. So it, it hurt. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, hopefully the guys aren't too disenchanted and they go out and play a tough one against the Raptors. But the Raptors are a good team. They play good defense. Um, we're gonna have to be playing as well as we can and hopefully Aiton and Crowder um, are kind of back into the groove. We'll have Shamit back, which will help, but no Cam Johnson is a detriment.
0: Yep. We'll have to see what the uh, rotation will be looking like in the short term because man, I hate seeing us continue to get bit by the COVID bug. And that's just a very light way of putting a very serious thing. But Uh, yeah, this has been tough, but the Raptors though, I mean, if Van Vliet, Barnes and Siakam, like if those three guys all put together a good game, that makes them pretty tough to beat. And I'm honestly a little surprised they're only sitting at 20 and 17. So, yeah,
1: I think they had a really disappointing start to the season and then they kind of got it together and picked it up.
0: Yeah. That, that's fair. That's a fair way to put it. Yeah. So, yeah, th- this will be probably the what I assume to be the most competitive one of the bunch. And then we go to the Pistons down to De- Detroit for the next one Wednesday. And, I mean, this is an excuse to watch the number one pick, I suppose. Otherwise, I yeah. don't know what else to say about the Pistons at this point.
1: And Cade is playing pretty well lately. I also have him on my fantasy team, so that's how I know. There you go. So he's starting to pick it up. I have a pretty big gripe with the scheduling here, though. It's the middle of COVID. I mean, we know how bad this is. Sure, we couldn't predict this variant, but you're really going to have us travel internationally and play back-to-back games. Go to Canada, play on Tuesday, leave, and play the next day in the U.S. Like, that is a lot of oversight. On the scheduling.
0: Yeah, that that's pretty rough.
1: That's and not smart.
0: For international travel, like, these guys take private flights, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure, yeah.
0: Charter. Is the customs expedited in some way for those guys? I would
1: guys? Think so. I would imagine. Okay. Yeah,
0: well, it, it's, you know, it's an extra step that they have to go through, which probably isn't fun. And then, I mean, yeah, you're in Toronto It's January, then you go to Detroit, and then Indy. This is not going to be a fun stretch of games for the guys is a good way to put it. But, I mean, luckily, yeah, we we should be able to walk over the Pistons, knock on wood, because who knows what will happen. But then the Pacers on Friday, the Pacers are just really underperforming this year. I was a little shocked. 15-25 Fifteen and twenty-five record. I mean, it's a half game better than the Spurs.
1: They're ready to sell the farm too. Yeah,
0: but Turner and Sabonis not not the answer.
1: <laughs> not together, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've had some some rough luck lately, but I'll take it. <laughs> How much do you want to bet that Eddie Johnson will not be? On the broadcast team for these games.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd put good money on that. I'd put. He's a Chicago. Is he a Chicago guy,
1: Eddie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they're not on the trip, so yeah, he's not going on this one. We're, no. we're going to be getting some Ann. Yeah. Maybe Skylar. Maybe Skylar will. She was good, actually. Trick.
1: I did listen the other day, and she's good. I liked having her on there.
0: Yeah. She a little, had a.
1: Really- uh, she Go had ahead. good chemistry with Eddie. They were funny together.
0: I agree. I agree. And it's a, just a little, little mix-up every once in a while. Never hurts.
1: Yeah. And I like how honest she was. There was a point where they were talking about, I think, campaign and mm-hmm. how he's left-handed. And they were asking her, how do you go about guarding left-handed players and this and that? And she said, like, no one can guard left-handed players. We all hate it. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Like, that's funny. And that's, like, I'm sure that's true. So yeah. it's I like how candid she is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool having her on there, for sure. She's kind of done a little bit of everything in the broadcast game this season. Like, she's yeah. done the halftime shows post-game, yeah. now some live Announcing. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Yeah. All right. And the final one of this road trip we'll maybe record after this episode. So we'll just talk about it briefly. Suns at Spurs. And yeah, that's a Monday game. So this is another game that we should win. And I just hate saying that because the Spurs are the team that, you know, will just kind of embarrass you. And they've done that to us before.
1: Yeah, they've done it to us quite a few times. We definitely should win this. Uh, I, the Spurs have had some COVID issues, but those will probably probably be cleared up by this game, I would guess. But yeah, they just seem to be struggling, and I love it. So I just hope we smash them.
0: Same here. And you know, one of the good things about a road trip, and maybe that something that could be just ultra beneficial to us right now is being with your teammates for the next 10 days on the road, staying at the same hotel, riding the bus to and from practice and games, all that stuff. That might be good to help us get back on track after the COVID missing players that we've had, after the few losses that we've had lately. This could be a recipe to just get things back on track.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. The other thing I just realized I forgot is our bet question. So we're looking at Friday's game against the Pacers, and we're asking how many points will Aiden score and how many rebounds will he have? So, so co-
0: combined,
1: so combined. we'll say,
0: like, if you're thinking 18 and 10, 28. Um, I will say I'm going to go 34. 34.
1: Okay. So how many points you looking and how many rebounds?
0: That's none sell- of your business. Okay. Okay, none oh, of your okay, business.
1: okay. Oh, I really gotta <laughs> think about this. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. They do have Sabonis and Turner. I'm gonna go thirty.
0: You're probably gonna win.
1: <laughs> but yeah, let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX how many combined points and rebounds do you think DeAndre Inn will have in Friday's game against the Pacers, and whoever is closest will get a shout-out on the show. And with that, we will shift to our non-sports section of the show. Uh for this question, I'm thinking about we were talking New Year's resolutions. Neither of us really have a specific New Year's resolution, but I realized something funny. Shout out to Changing Hands Bookstore in Phoenix, 7th Ave and Camelback. Uh, My wife and I went there the other day because I said, you know what, this year I want to read. I think I want to get back into reading. My sister's a big reader. I asked her for some recommendations. And I had a realization that the exact same thing happened one year ago. We went to this same bookstore at the beginning of January because I said the same thing, (laughs) that I didn't read. So this is going to be the year, though. The
0: redo year.
1: The redo, exactly. So it's kind of a two-parter. Number one, what book would you recommend to people? And two, we are asking for book recommendations, so we'll kind of go through what we like to read.
0: Okay, I'm just... Like if you've listened to this for a while, you probably know what I'm gonna say. But A Song of Ice and Fire, my favorite book of all time, a fantasy series that I'll recommend, and that's coming from a guy who has never enjoyed really anything in the fantasy genre his entire life. So that's that'll be the recommendation. Uh, if you watch the TV show and didn't read the book, um I definitely recommend reading the book for a more full picture. And uh, obviously there's not an ending to the books yet as we're awaiting one or two more in the series. So I can just say you won't be as bummed out at the end of the last book that you finished compared to the end of the TV show. (laughs) That's all I got there.
1: Yeah. All right. I have tried to read that and it's too long.
0: (laughs) That's,
1: yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting. I liked it. I mean, as much as you can, it's kind of disturbing, but it's good. Um, I am currently reading a book called Certain Dark Things by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. It's like a noir set in futuristic mexico city involving vampires and gangs and it's horror for sure horror i like fantasy but horror is probably my favorite genre so any recommendations along those lines overall I'm trying to think of some of my top favorite books ever um There's a book, this is not related to horror at all, but The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho is great. He's a Brazilian author. Um, That book is really, really good. I have gone back to it multiple times. It's best if you go into it not knowing anything about it, but great book. But yeah, typically I'm into horror. I like the magical realism and it's gotta be, somewhat fast paced i don't like when books are too long or drag on i've read some lord of the rings and i love those books but it's so hard because he'll take a full chapter to describe the forest and i'm like we get it yep <laughs> i got you there
0: yeah are you a kindle guy or a or a paper. actual physical a paper book. Guy. physical book
1: i can't read any other way Ah. Uh.
0: Okay, I like reading before bed. Uh, I don't, for some reason, I don't love reading during daylight hours. I don't I feel yeah. like I just shouldn't be reading. I don't know but I, I that's why I love the Kindle. It's for the the nighttime uh, reading you because like I don't want to have a lamp on in there while my wife is trying to sleep. The Kindle's enough. the way to go there.
1: yeah, I just. It's so hard for me with the technology. When I was in grad school, I would be the only one in my classes with a notebook and a pencil. <laughs> I mean, I'm like old school paper with all of that stuff. I just have not fully adapted to technology yet. No,
0: and I'm with you there. Things that I write down, I remember. Things that I type, I they go right through my brain. Right, right. So, I yeah, writing things down, that's a that's a thing for me too
1: yeah but yeah give us your book recommendations fantasy horror all of that that's what we're into
0: yes sir all right that will do it for this week we'll be back next week with another episode and yeah hit us up on twitter at Sonny and phx pod with those book uh suggestions you know, or just talk some suns with us we'll see you next week and go suns